Hi, welcome back to Breakaway Tuitions Podcast. So as you might be able to guess, today's session is going to just be myself. So Ted isn't joining me on this podcast today. We have had such a massive, um, I was going to say week, but it has basically been go, go, go since the end of December. So um yeah, so a bit of a catch up for you, you guys. So the last two episodes we did, uh, we did one for um, transitioning to primary school and one to transitioning to year seven. Um, if you are still looking for tips for like transitioning for either primary school or year seven, although we are smack bang in the middle of the, I guess you'd say it's the second week of school, even though I, my mind keeps saying it's the first week, um, but. There are additional podcasts already up on our website for that. So if you go to www.breakawaytuition.com.au, um, they were a lot of my earlier podcasts. Um, so if you wanted a bit more information, there is more discussion there. Um, and you'll have to scroll all the way to the bottom to find those podcasts. But, yeah, so we are in the first week of school. Or the second week of school. <laughs> and um, as I was saying, it has been such a roller coaster since the end of Christmas. And, you know, honestly, it feels like I had the week of Christmas off and then it feels like I have not stopped since then. Um, and so obviously, like a lot of businesses would know, at the end of a year, you sort of go into a transition period of, planning for the new year and getting things set up for the new year my biggest anxiety at the end of the year is always focused around timetables um i had started looking at our timetables um at the end of last year when everyone had finished and then started putting in new people and things as the um new year started um, I think the biggest anxiety for me regarding timetables is firstly around which students are continuing and, and who aren't. If we need new staff and who those new staff are, what days the new staff are available as well so that we know that we have plenty of options for our families available. And then things like um, not hearing back from parents if they'll continue or not. And so in typical fashion, and I know everyone's really busy, but it does get really frustrating when you are trying to organise such a large group of people um, across a whole number of tutors. I think that's the thing that stresses me out the most. Um, yeah, typically, although we try and confirm everyone at the end of the year, we always have like a lot of people and it gets to the beginning of the new year and then all of a sudden they're pulling out which is really frustrating, like I said, for timetabling purposes. Um, so basically, so you have a bit of an idea. So hang on, backtrack a little bit. This episode <laughs> is going to be a little bit of a mix episode. I want to give you a bit of an insight into what process I've been on in the last like month or so so that you guys know what sort of happens in our tutoring centre at the end of the year as well. And I want to let you know some new exciting things that are happening for this year, as well as I'm going to have a bit of a chat to you about um, World Read Aloud Day, which I did do a post on Instagram about yesterday. So it's a whole mix mash this 
session. Um, obviously, like I said, it's just me. Um, we have had a really busy week this week and Ted and I just have not had the chance to sit down and record a podcast episode together. So back to timetables. So like I was saying, timetables are really stressful, but um, basically I'm not just looking at my timetables, I'm looking at the tutors, all the tutors' timetables. So all of my existing tutors, we look at which students might need to change tutor and then where those students are going. We then are looking at all new tutors and who's new and who's coming in and what their availability is. And then we're looking at how many students we have available across that. So on top of all of that, so on top of looking at which students are changing tutor and which new students are coming in and like what tutors we have available for them and then new tutors that are coming in and making sure that we know their availability as well. In between all of that, I'm also looking at how many tutoring spaces do we have available on each afternoon and um, where is the best place to put our students. So when you call up for um, some tutoring or when you call up um, as an inquiry, there is so much that gets put into that prior to us even letting you know what we have available. So um, the first thing that normally happens is you would connect with me <laughs> um, and I would have a chat with you about your child and where they're at and what types of things they need help with. Some people might feel that sometimes the conversation is um, like I ask for a lot of detail and a lot of information. Um, the more information that you're able to give me about your child, the more successfully I am able to place them with the correct tutor for them. This year we have I think it was 17 tutors on our books. So I have 17 people, 17 different personalities, 17 different teaching and tutoring styles on our books, which means that it is quite a process to make sure that we're matching your child with the right tutor to get the results that we really want to get out of those sessions. So that's why sometimes if you have called me on a Monday, you might not hear back from me until Thursday because that's just the first piece of the, the thing, the first process that we go through um, because I want to make sure that our students are matched correctly in the first instance. Now, that's the first thing that happens. Once I've had a conversation with you about your child and where they're at, um, what skills they're struggling with. Sometimes I also ask like, are there particular personalities that your child might struggle to work well with? Because again, I've got 17 different personalities on my books. Um, once I've had that conversation, I then go into our timetables separately and have a look at what days and times and like spaces we have available for a session to take place. So um, obviously we try and put our primary school, younger primary school students in earlier afternoon um, for several reasons, but the first obviously being that 
concentration is better earlier in that afternoon. If though you are open to a morning session before school, let us know because I do have tutors available for before school sessions. That is completely a possibility that we can organise. If you need later days or you need different days and times, also let us know because we try and work with you as much as we can. So that's the first thing that I want you to be thinking about in terms of how our timetabling works. I'm never going to just throw a child into a timetable with a tutor if I'm unsure of how well your child is going to go with that tutor because it's more important for me that I've taken the time to get to know your child a little bit um, from what you've told me so that we can have a really successful session. So I have spoken before about our first sessions and what they might look like. So I'll go over that a little bit now because we are at the beginning of the new school year. So basically, um, first sessions are a mix between an informal, a formal and a, a conversation. So by informal and formal, I mean an informal and a formal assessment. Now, I say informal slash formal for several reasons, and I'll go into that in a minute. And then there's also like a conversation element with you that takes place. So depending on what we know about the student as well, depends on where we will sort of start. Also, depending on the year level of the student, we obviously want our students to feel comfortable with us. So our first thing as tutors is to build rapport with your child. So get to know them for them to get to know us and for us to be comfortable in that tutoring relationship so that we can get the most out of each session that we have together. So that might just look like a chit chat, you know, we might play some games with some of our younger students that will be focused on the skills that you have identified their struggle with. So it will be like a game-based assessment, but we're making notes and we're we're watching to see what your child is struggling with in those types of things it might we might have elements of a more formal assessment in terms of we're going to read this passage and then i'm making notes as a tutor to see what elements your child is struggling with or here's some um, multiplication for maths just want to see how you go with a couple of these. Here's some problem solving. I just want to see how you go with a couple of these. Um, depending on what skill we are also focusing on depends on what that assessment will also look like. Now, tutors are required to write a formal assessment, like written about what they've assessed for me to give to you as um, parents. That can also look like a conversation with you at the end of that first session. The thing I do want people to really be thinking about is that sometimes we might not have all of the clues as to what we need to be working on at the end of that first session. And so an assessment might then flip over into a second session as well, particularly if we have spent a lot of time building rapport. If we have students come in that have anxiety and like whether that's been communicated with us previously or whether that's something we pick up 
on um, from their mannerisms during the session, then we are going to spend the majority of that first session making them feel comfortable rather than making them feel like we are assessing them and that they are back into a potential um, environment like a classroom assessment or a classroom exam where they do feel anxiety and pressure. So we are going to focus more on that rapport than anything. Um, I have had some people in the past after one session say that the tutor wasn't the right fit and that is fine. You know, I would much prefer to find the right fit for you. But I always encourage parents that if you have had one session with our tutor, with a tutor, and you feel that they are not the right fit, that you then let me try and give you another tutor to give a go. Because like I said at the beginning, I have 17 tutors with 17 different personalities. Just because your child didn't enjoy a session with one tutor, it does not mean that they're going to find the same issues with one of our other tutors. I've also had people in the past say like our program isn't what they're wanting and I just want to be really clear on the fact that we don't actually have a program in place and I have done that as a business owner for a, a variety of reasons but I just want to make it really clear for people looking for tutoring that we don't have a program. We're not Kumon, um, we're not you know, um, any of the specific tutoring centres that have a specific program and you start here at this point because that was your assessment result and we do this and this and this and this and this, we don't run those programs. My background for people that don't know is I am a qualified high school English and history teacher. I have experience in teaching in the classroom environment I also have experience in tutoring music um, and during my teaching in the classroom I also um, I developed and ran school programs. I also taught geography for a period of time as well and um, I am currently like trying to finish a um, I'm trying to think sorry <laughs> I'm trying to finish a graduate certificate for learning difficulties as well so that we can assist our parents as best as we can. Now I opened the centre in 2016 and from that point I have done so much research particularly around teaching primary school children for English and for maths and so I spend a lot of my time um, researching and looking at the new methods and things available so that I am the best tutor available and that allows me to tutor across all year levels um, but also so that I can give this information to my tutors who work for me as well. Now I have been really deliberate in not specifying we use this program and this program only or um, we only do this because as a teacher, I know that every single teacher you come across teaches differently. We all have different strengths and we all have different weaknesses and we all have different areas that we need to focus on and work on more with. But I find that specific programs create great limitations in terms of providing our students with the the skills that they need and the development that needs to happen, which is why I'm so adamant about not using a particular program. 
I'm not saying that programs and educational programs are worthless and they're just a waste of time because I use parts of programs. I use a part of this one and a part of that one and a part of this one and a part of that one. I'm only speaking for myself because that's what I do as a tutor. But I have not found a program that successfully teaches all of the skills and all of the elements that I'm trying to get out of my students at any one time. So when a student, when a parent says to me, oh, we're not going to come back because of the program, I'm always like, we don't have programs. Okay, perhaps that tutor's tutoring style was not relevant for your child. Perhaps the way that they were trying to build rapport or the way that they ran their tutoring session was not conducive to building your child's skills. And that is fine. But let me give you another tutored trial because we don't run programs. Now, my tutors as well, I do not tell them this is how you run your session and the only way you run your session. Again, because we all tutor and we all teach differently. A good tutor will build that rapport with your child first and they will then start doing some activities and things that will engage your child. And that is the whole purpose of a tutoring session. And tutoring is not just we're just going to sit here and do skill, 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 skill. Because it doesn't matter how much skill I put into a session, if I don't have a rapport with your child, there's going to be a block somewhere and there's going to be a point where your child completely zones out and just is not interested at all. And we don't want that to happen because the skills are not going to grow. They're going to plateau and we don't want them to plateau. We want them to keep growing. Okay. So um, that's just, like I said, this episode's just a mix of everything, but that's something that I want you to be thinking about when you start tutoring with us. Um, so I hope that makes sense at the moment, but heading forward. So yes, since December, it has been a really crazy period of time. I have done a lot of work um, on social programs, or well, not programs, but like social, so Facebook and Instagram, and trying to get those things up and running better for the business for this year. Um, obviously, we're trying to get the podcast up and running a bit more. So make sure if you love these episodes that you share us, you can find us on Spotify um, and give us a review so that that gets out there. Um, but it's just... Um, it just feels like yesterday <laughs> that everyone finished for the year and we're already back and nearly at the bottom of our first tutoring week. And as luck would have it, both my daughter and I are unwell with the cold this week, which is great timing, <laughs> which means that if you've been in like from Tuesday, I haven't been at work. And you've probably met Ted instead this week if you're a new parent rather than myself. Um, because why have a cold during the holidays? <laughs> That's all I can think of is why have a cold during the holidays when you will inevitably get sick during the first week back when you were at your busiest. So um, I'm recording this one from home, which is why it, sound, it might sound a bit different. Um, I'm recording it using my earphones. So again, I think the sound's not that great. Um, but so, all right, so all of that so far <laughs> about our timetables and what our sessions look like and um, 
what's been going on since the end of last year. And so we have so many exciting things ready and planned for you for this year um, for our students and for expanding online options and things as well. The first one I'm going to talk to you about today is our HSE course. Now, I have spoken to you about this probably a year ago. Um, I have recorded all modules of a HSE course. The HSC course is specifically for essay writing and building essay writing skills. And there is an extra module stuck in the back there for study skills. And it's specifically for senior students. So I would recommend students in year 10, 11 and 12 that if you are struggling specifically with essay writing and like getting your study notes up to date, then this course would be perfect as an add-on for you or if you are not currently receiving tutoring as just something that will give you a bit of a tune-up for those particular types of skills. Now this course is going to kick off the 1st of March so you will start seeing a few more pieces of information come out about this course um, from there Ideally, I wanted to have it up and running by Feb, by now, but um, just so many things have been happening that hasn't been possible. So I'm hoping the first one will be the 1st of March. And if you go back and have a look, listen to a couple of my podcast episodes where I discuss study and year 11 and 12, and there's a few episodes, I think, about study skills and essay skills. That will give you a really good indication of what this course is going to look like. It is going to be a 10-week course. So it will take 10 weeks to complete if you're doing one module a week. There will be online um, Facebook group attached to this as well to give our students more support, um, as well as they'll be able to access one face-to-face -face or like Zoom session with myself um, to go through some elements that they might be struggling with too. So it's a really good option for you. Um, when I first put this out, I think it was a while ago, but I did have some parents ask if I was going to put a course together for Year 7 to 10 for essay writing, and I am. I am working on that now. Um, so as soon as that is up and ready, again, it's not to, to say, like, do this course and don't do tutoring because a lot of our students need that additional tutoring focus, but it is just something to um, supplement them and help them build that particular skill. And there are so many skills that go into writing and essays and study that we often overlook. Which brings me to World Read Aloud Day. So I know this has been an episode full of all sorts of stuff, but World Read Aloud Day was yesterday, the 3rd of Feb, and I did put a post up on Instagram about World Read Aloud Day. And I just wanted to get you guys thinking a bit about the elements that go into reading whether that is reading in our head and reading aloud. And I'm going to do a whole separate podcast on this down the track. But basically, reading aloud is such an important skill and it's not just for our like beginning readers or emerging readers. It is for our teenage readers and for ourselves as adults as well. Now, when we read aloud, there are so many elements that go into reading and reading aloud that we often overlook a lot of them and if we pull apart all of the different elements that go into reading 
you soon realize what a complex skill something like reading a text is and then why so many people have issues with learning how to read and reading now the big ones that i want you to be thinking about is vocabulary building so obviously reading aloud allows us to hear the context of the way that words are used so that we can then use words correctly in their um, required context and that's a big one for our teenage readers so i know a lot of teenagers are reluctant to read and reluctant to read aloud but when we read aloud we can also hear a lot of elements of things that we might miss sometimes so if i've written an essay and i read that essay aloud or a paragraph aloud to myself then i can clearly hear if that essay is not making sense and i think that's a big one that we often overlook in terms of reading aloud so comprehension uh, vocabulary is one sorry fluency and learning about how we read something is another we can tell a lot of things from someone reading a sentence out loud and that's a task that i get a lot of my students to do i can clearly hear if they are recognizing all of the words on the page i can hear if they're stopping and at what words they're stopping at and i can hear their use of punctuation and whether they are acknowledging the punctuation on the page whether they're just skipping straight over it or perhaps they're not even seeing it so it gives me a lot of indication a lot of clues into what's going on for our kids when i get them to read aloud the other one that you're really wanting to think about as well is comprehension and that's a big one um, it's a big one for reading in our heads it's a big one for reading aloud and it's a big one no matter which way you look at it if you read a text and you don't understand what that text is telling you it doesn't matter how many times you read it it's really not going to change so that filters down into physically answering questions on a text and also um, you know understanding what a text is telling you and the ins and outs of a text as well and again that's a skill for our earliest readers all the way up to adults as well it's a skill that we still use as adults i am though going to do a completely separate episode in a few weeks on that on reading aloud and then reading and the mechanics of reading as well um if you are though interested in any of the stuff that I've said today, you'll be able to see a lot of our information on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And also if you're looking for one of the podcasts I mentioned earlier, www.breakawaytuition.com.au, you can find all of that there. Otherwise, you can listen to all of our newer episodes on Spotify. You can find us, um, Breakaway with Alicia and Ted. Um, and yeah if you love this episode it was a bit of a different one today but if you love this episode make sure you give it a like give us a review send us to someone who might be interested in listening to what we're speaking about um but i'll catch you all next week hopefully all is all sweet in your neck of the woods and <laughs> that everyone is settling well into school for first term of 2021 and catch you guys later. Bye.